Thank you for joining us for this message from Cornerstone Community Church in Lynchburg, Virginia. And now let's join our guest speaker. Uh, God is good. He is for us. I'm encouraged. (laughs) Sometimes it doesn't seem like he's for us, but it is good to be reminded (laughs) that God is for us. Um, Today we're going to be talking about praise. I may be talking about praise um, for a little while. Uh, This may be an intro or this may be a standalone. I don't know yet. We'll see. We'll see what I preach on next time I preach um, <laughs> in about two weeks. Uh, but the title of the message is The Value of My Praise. The Value of My Praise. And I think sometimes we forget that God wants us to praise him. <laughs> uh, he wants us, it is an act of worship. It is an acknowledgement, acknowledging his virtues and his deeds of him to ourselves and to others. Uh, is giving him glory and honor. It is when we talk to God. He commands in the Bible, take a deep breath, that everything have breath. Praise ye the Lord. And so everyone here is breathing, so you are commanded today to praise the Lord. So we're going to use it as our subject matter, Psalms 150, 1 through 6, and I'll read that. Praise the Lord. And it pra- says praise the Lord several times, I think 16 total. Uh, you can count maybe more. Uh, praise the Lord. Praise God in his sanctuary. Praise him for his mighty firmament. Praise him in his mighty firmament. Praise him for his mighty acts. Praise him according to his excellent greatness. Praise him with the sound of the trumpet. Praise him with the lute and the harp. Praise him with the timbrel and dance. Praise him with string instruments and flutes. Praise him with loud cymbals. Praise him with clashing cymbals. Let everything that has breath Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. So if you didn't get it in the first verse, I hope you got it in the second. If you didn't get it by the sixth verse, I hope you know that he wants you to praise him. Uh, praise Psalms 150 deals with where, why, and how we should praise. First verse presides the where. Everywhere. <laughs> praise him in the sanctuary and praise him in the mighty heavens. Everywhere is an opportunity to praise the Lord. The next verse teaches us why we should praise the Lord. Praise him for his acts of power. Praise him for his surpassing greatness. That gives you the why. And then verses 3 three through 6, note how. Praise the Lord with a variety of instruments, with dance, with our hands, and everything that has breath, praise the Lord. means that if you make a sound, it can be used to praise the Lord. If you're breathing, it is commanded that you praise the Lord. Well, we're going to dig a little bit deeper into praise. We're going to start out with uh, praise is a sacrifice. So Psalms 54, 6 reads, I will freely sacrifice to you. I will praise your name, O Lord, for it is good. Sacrifice here is uh, in the concordance, Strong's concordance is 2076. And that sacrifice means to die. So you are dying to sacrifice your praise. I'm dying to praise him. I can't do it soon enough. I'm dying to myself in order to give the sacrifice of praise to the Lord. And this is not just, uh, I'm not coerced. No one's making you do this, right? This is not uh, uh, someone's putting a gun to your head and saying, hey, you better praise him. You don't need cheerleaders uh, to do this, right? (laughs) <laughs> you don't really need a praise and worship team to do this. It says, I will, this is a willing, a voluntary thing, 
give praise. It is my will, it is my act of sacrifice to give him praise. I don't need cheerleaders. You'll see later today, you'll watch several football games maybe, and you'll see cheerleaders cheering their team on and cheering this, the crowd and the stands, the fans, and they're encouraging them and they're pepping them up and they want to get them excited. But we don't need that. <laughs> I don't need that. We shouldn't need that because we serve a mighty God. And when we think about all that he's done for us, I don't need cheerleaders to get excited about that. I can just look back over my life and look at where I am now and where I don't deserve to be and say, thank you, God, for saving me, for bringing me here. I don't need cheerleaders. I don't need praise and worship. I enter his courts with thanksgiving, enter his courts with praise, and I am thankful and willing to give him praise. The Message Bible in Hebrews 13, 9 through 15, it reads, um, this is good. I could preach this uh, passage right by itself, but I'm not. Um, we're going to go through some good things in here, uh, but we're going to focus on the latter part. This is Hebrews 13, 9 through 15. And this is the message version of the Bible. It says, don't be lured away from him by the latest speculations about him. That's good. Don't be lured away from him about, by the latest speculations about him. The grace of Christ is the only good ground for life. Products named after Christ don't seem to do much for those who buy them. (laughs) So if it's named after Christ, then it may look like Christ. It doesn't do much. We want our foundation to be on the grace, on him being crucified. The grace of Christ is the only good ground for life. Products named after Christ don't seem to do much for those who buy them. Uh, Verses 10 through 12 says, The altar from which God gives us the gift of himself is not for exportation by insiders who grab and loot. In the old system, the animals were killed and the bodies disposed of outside the camp. The blood is then brought inside to the altar as a fat sacrifice for sin. It's the same with Jesus. He was crucified outside of the city gates. That is where he poured out his sacrificial blood that brought us to God's altar to cleanse his people. Outside, so so to cleanse his people. So verse 13 says, so let's go outside where Jesus is, where the action is. Not trying to be privileged insiders, but taking our share in the abuse of Jesus. This insider world is not our home. We have our eyes peeled for the city about to come. Let us take our place with Jesus, which is outside, not inside these walls. Let's go outside and take our place and do the work where the action is. And let us take our place outside with Jesus, no longer pouring out sacrificial blood of animals, but pouring out sacrificial praises from our lips to God in Jesus' name. Sacrificial praises from our lips to God in Jesus' name. And that sacrifice is us. We are willingly coming to give him praise. We're willing sacrifices coming to give him praise. In verse 16 it says, But do not forget to do good and to share for with, sacri- with such sacrifices God is well pleased. That's good stuff. Sacrificial praises from where? My lips? Your neighbor's lips? Your lips. <laughs> Somebody else's lips. No, he wants to hear from you. It's not, it's not uh, okay to just be spectators. Uh, this is not a spectator sport. It's not something you come back and sit back in your seat and say, I'm going to look 
and hope that the praise and worship team praises, sings a good song that pleases me. Because that's what we do. We want them to sing our song, our favorite song that moves us, that pleases us. But this is not about us. This is about him. We'll get to that. Uh, this is the second point, that praise is for God's pleasure, not us. But before we move on, it is good. It says, and it, he says in Psalms 54, 6, it says, For it is good to praise his name, to sacrifice I will praise your name, O Lord, for it is good. It is good, and he's well pleased. And he says, don't forget when praising him, don't forget to do good and to share for with what such sacrifices God is well pleased. So praise is a sacrifice that we should willingly give to God. It's not a spectator sport. You must participate. Secondly, praise is for God's pleasure. So I alluded to this a few moments ago. That our praise is not for us. It's not, we don't come to praise us. We don't come to worship our feelings and put our, uh, ourselves on the altar and say, hey, look at me. I'm the one that should be getting all the pity and all the shame or all the glory and all the praise. No, that is not it. We come to praise him. Praise is for, is for God's pleasure. Revelation 4.11, it says, you are worthy, O Lord, to receive glory, honor, and power for you created all things, and by your will, in some verses it says, for, for, and for thy pleasure thou art made and created uh, to exist, that we exist. So we were created to give you glory and honor and power. And it is for your good pleasure, not for us. And sometimes we think that it is for us. Sometimes we make it about us. Sometimes we get offended if someone's praise is louder than too loud for us. And it's like, hey. That is infringing on my praise. Well, if you were praising him, you weren't worried about what someone else is doing <laughs> because your praise would drown out their praise and our neighbor's praise would drown out ours and it all belongs to him and not us. It's not about us. It's not your neighbor. It's not about the guests. It is not for you. And oftentimes I think about, um, there's this book that came out many years ago called Love Languages and how you should uh, speak other people's love language and that's how they recognize love, right? I don't, I don't adopt every, I don't uh, subscribe to everything in that book. But uh, one of the good things is that it gets you out of your comfort zone. So because someone's love language is gifts or acts of service, then you perform that, even though that may not be your love language. And you may not care about acts of service at all. You don't care if they ever clean up the house. That's not your deal. <laughs> Yours may be uh, physical touch. I don't know what it may be. But that's your thing. But because you love the other person, your spouse or your, your neighbor, you do what they may like. So because God is our God and we love him, it is not about us or what we like or what pleases us. We praise him because it pleases him. It is about him and not about us. Praise is personal. The woman in the alabaster box in Mark 14 comes to Jesus to worship him and give thanksgiving. We don't know much about her or what her story is. And the story is really not about her. Uh, it's about her act. And I think on purpose that it was left out. That he didn't give you a history about her, her situation, what she was going through. Didn't give you a lot of details about her. But it says she came and poured this expensive oil on Jesus. And the people around her became indignant and said, hey, she's wasting that praise. <laughs> she's wasting that oil on Jesus. Why would she do that? That was a year's worth 
of money that she gave, that she wasted on Jesus. And Jesus said, hold on. She did this. This is not, this wasn't about you. She didn't require that of you. She didn't come in and say, hey, you need to do this. No, she did it on her own accord, her own volition. It was her will. She wanted to please God and praise God, and she did it. Your praise is personal. It's not concerned about others. And so sometimes we can say, oh, you know, I came from a very Pentecostal background growing up. And uh, there was a lot of shouting and dancing, y'all. <laughs> and I miss it sometimes. <laughs> I'm very familiar with it. Um, and, and some people would say, that's too much. And I always had a, took offense to that because I don't know what God has done for those people, for the individuals. You don't know what he's done for me um, <laughs> and all that he's done for me. And so me judging your praise is like these people with this woman with the alabaster box sitting back in condemnation of her and saying, hey, that's too much. She's wasting that. This is for God. This is not about you. It's not a requirement for you. I don't, you don't know what God has delivered, has set free, has healed, where, he, where he's brought you from, and what that means for you, and how he snatched you from the pit of hell and saved your soul. And maybe you were deeper in the pit than others, and he snatched you way down out of it and brought you back. And so that requires a different kind of praise than maybe you. And maybe that didn't mean as much to you. And maybe it meant something more to other people. So I'm never in judgment of a personal praise to God. Not to me, not to my neighbor, but this is to God. So my praise is personal. Based on my circumstances, what I've been through, what God has done for me, not what he's done for you. And I can praise him for what he's done for you as well. But I can praise him for what he's done for me. My praise is personal. And so if you need any reason to praise him. <laughs> praise him because he's worthy. Psalms 18.3 says, I will call upon the Lord, for he is worthy to be praised. So shall I be saved from my enemies. Isn't that a song? The Lord reigneth. <laughs> Blessed be the rock. Let the God of my salvation be exalted. Worthy to be praised. If he has done anything of worth in your life, don't let you think about it. Some of you may not think he has, but he has. <laughs> he's done anything wor of worth in your life, then he is worthy to be praised. And even if he hasn't done anything, <laughs> then he is yet worthy to be praised. So that alone deserves my praise. Uh, praise him because he inhabits the praises of his people. Now that sounds very cliche, but Psalm 22 3 says, For thou art holy. O thou that inhabit the praises of Israel. Inhabit means to dwell, to sit, to remain. Strong concordance number 3427. It says Yashab, which means to sit and to dwell in the praises of his people. And I thought about that. I was like, man, you know, what does that mean for God to dwell in the praise of his people? Uh, and that means that when you praise, he shows up and sits in that praise. He dwells in that. And what's more important, you know, you can think that praise is what we do on, on Sunday mornings, which it is a part of a corporate praise and worship that we do. But praise is personal. Praise is just acknowledging God. So you 
can do that in your testimony. You can do that in sharing the gospel. Is acknowledging God. You're acknowledging God. You're praising him. You're sharing the gospel with other people. And when you do that, he shows up. And he is in the midst of that. And how important that is when I am sharing the good news of the gospel, when I'm praising him, when I'm saying, hey, brother and sister, look what the Lord has done in my life. He has saved me. He's healed me. He's delivered me. He's set me free. He's blessed me. And I'm giving him praise. I'm acknowledging God and all of that. And he comes in and says, hey, gets his attention. How much more, you know, those of you who are married, when your spouse kind of whisper those sweet nothings to you and, and gas, gas you up, basically, saying, oh, you're so beautiful and you're so sweet and your, your food is so good that you cook for me and I love the way you do this and I love you. Isn't that, that just kind of gets their attention? They might look around and they stick their chest out a little bit. I know my, my love language, if I have one, would be words of affirmation. And so my wife knows how to do that and she'll write me a note, uh, put it in my lunchbox, and I'm unaware of it until I get to work. And, man, I just work so much better when I get that note in my lunchbox because I was like, man, that girl loves me. Uh, <laughs> she thinks the world of me, you know. <laughs> she just gassed me up. If that does that for me, how much more than God, when you praise him, it gets his attention. And he's like, oh, man, I need to show up. I need to come from where they are. What are they talking about? They're talking about me. I need to hear this. And, man, I'm sure God is like, I'm willing to do whatever they need for me to do on their behalf. Because they are praising me. He inhabits the praises of his people. Um, and we can praise him for what he has done. Gosh, that, that, that alone can just, <laughs> we can just stop right there for what he has done. Uh, gratitude, it is about focusing on what God has done in our lives and being thankful for all the things that we have. Uh, Psalms 152 says, praise him for his mighty acts. That's for what he has done. He's done mighty acts. Can you think of a mighty act that he's done in your life, in your neighbor's life, in your spouse's life, in somebody else's life? Can you think of a mighty act? And if you can't, let me remind you of 1 Peter 2.9. It says, but ye are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a peculiar people, that you should, be show, that you should show forth the praises of him who hath called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. If for nothing else, he's called you out of darkness and into his marvelous light. That is a mighty work. That he died for my sins. When I did not know him, he yet still loved me and died for my sins. That is a mighty act and that is worthy to be praised. And like I said, some of you may have been in darker rooms than others and may feel your praise is more uh, necessary, but we all, he deserves it nonetheless. Praise him for his mighty act. Praise him for what he is going to do. Now, you can praise him for what he has done, and you can praise him for what he is doing, which is yet now, we're praising him in the present. You can praise him for yet he is do- what he is going to do. I think, uh, what is the singer's name that has praise him in advance as a, as a song? Uh, this is that. We're going to praise him in advance. So this requires faith. This is believing that you've received what you've prayed for. And once you've prayed for it and you believe it, 
just like in the natural, if I if I said, um, let me see, I can't. Everyone in here is not. Oh, <laughs> I say, uh, Miss Nancy, I'm uh, going to give you some money. What would be your first thing that you would do if I say, Hey, I'm going to give you something? What would you say? What would you do? Thank you. You're going to thank me, even if I have not pr- uh, given it to you. All the w- you're going to say thank you. What else might might you do? Give me a hug. Yes, uh, thank you. I appreciate that. <laughs> I need a hug. You also might tell your friends, like, hey, you know, this person, Virgil, is less likely to do that. I don't blame you. <laughs> but you definitely would say thank you. Even at the promise of the gift, you would say thank you. Without having seen it or what having uh, put your hands on it, at the promise of it, you would say thank you. Now, I know that God has promised you some things, specifically, but he also may have promised you some things in his word. And what you should do is thank him, even if you have not yet seen it, because you're going to say thank you, which you're going to give him praise in advance of what you may see, because you have faith and believe that he's going to do what he said he's going to do. You have faith, and when you pray that he's going to answer your prayer, and you may not answer it the way you think you should, but your thanks should be, thank you for answering my prayer. It may not be the answer that I want, <laughs> but thank you for answering it. So in advance of what I want to see or what I want to, make, want to have happen, I'm going to thank him because I'm believing God to answer that. My praise in advance is thanking him for the assurance of things, hope for the conviction of things not seen. Hebrews 11.1. 1. Is my faith in believing that God is going to do what he said he's going to do, and I don't have to beg him and keep asking him. I can thank him and keep thanking him to remind him he's going to do what he said he would do. I thank him in advance. I praise him in advance for what he's going to do. It's different from a yet praise. It's different from what he has done, but I'm praising him in advance. For what he will do. We're going to end on Psalms 100, and this this way this may be where we pick up next time. Um, we do praise again because Psalm 100 has a lot of good uh, things in it, uh, and it says, "Shout triumphantly to the Lord, all the earth." You know what all the earth means? All the earth. <laughs> Shout triumphantly to the Lord, all the earth. Serve, serve the Lord with gladness. Come before. Him with joyful song, acknowledge the Lord is God. He made us, and we are his, his people, the sheep of his pasture. Enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. Give thanks to him and praise his name. For the Lord is good, and his love is eternal. His faithfulness endures through all generations. Let us triumphantly enter into his court. Let us triumphantly Go before our God and praise him. Praise is powerful. Praise brought down the wall. Praise opened up the jail cell. Uh, Praise can deliver you. Praise can be a weapon, and that may be the title of the next message. But let us believe God and praise him and thank him for what he's done. Amen? Amen. Thank you for listening to this message from Cornerstone Community Church. We are located in Lynchburg, Virginia at 525 Old Graves Mill Road. You can find us online at cornerstonelynchburg.com. 
Contact us by email, cornerstonecom at comcast.net, or call us at 434-847-4796. We pray the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance on you and give you peace.